from Piccadilly to Pall Mall and Buckingham Palace to Bethnal Green. Your podcast on the UK's capital city. This is London Babylon. Mind the gap. Stand clear of the doors, please. With news, events and interviews from the world's greatest capital city. With your host, Mark Scarf. So today on London Babylon, all the way from guess where? London. Steve, Linnell, how you going? Greetings. How are you, Mark? How um, you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Ah, oh, cracker. You had a good week? I have had a very busy week. I had a, I had the week off before, as you know, and now I'm back into the swing of things, and um, I'm very, very full on. I'm a bit tired this week, actually, so lucky I'm off tomorrow. But how's your week been? Tell me about uh, yeah. life in London for Steve. Life in a London. It's been very good, actually. Lots of travelling around again this week. Um, just doing lots of bits and pieces, seeing lots of people. Um, I've done a lot of travelling around the home counties as well. So I've spent a lot of time on the M25 this week, uh, sitting in the car, listening to podcasts um, and listening to all sorts of things. It's a great way just to catch up on what is going on. Um, and one of the things I love doing, so is a is a trick when you're caught in the traffic, is what you do is you close all your windows, have the air con on. Okay, so we've got heat over here at the moment, which actually is probably... Equivalent to your winter. Yeah, that's something new. <laughs> that's something new. Heat wave. Close up that. Aircon on and then put the music on full blast and then sing at the top of your voice. But what you do when you're singing at the top of your voice is you look in the windows of the people that are sitting either side of you. And it's brilliant because you catch their eye. And when you catch their eye, automatically they go, they turn, turn immediately, look in the other direction. <laughs> Stop lowering their seats. Just a little game that I've played for years. And on the M25, it allows you to do so. So where's the webcam footage of this? There isn't webcam footage of it, mm. although if someone's got their mobile, you never know what's going to appear on YouTube. So, Just a little game. So tell us about the home counties. Explain the home yeah. counties for us. So home counties. So realistically, London is everything within the uh, M25 area. And then the home counties uh, are the sort of the counties that are around the outside. So for me, I've been in and out of Hertfordshire, Bedfordshire um, and also Buckinghamshire. So you've also got Essex, which is where I live, uh, which is one of the home counties. And then you go around to the sort of Surreys and your Kents and all the rest of it. So it's, it's very much a commuter belt into London, and which is why it's called the home counties. It's named that. Well, some people would call it the extremely rich part of London as well, I would think. <laughs> you want to go to some parts of it, I tell you. Well, Essex isn't isn't that one of those isn't that one of the uh, the backdrops for the real housewives? Um it's, that's the now what you've got in Essex is the uh, Towie, which is um oh god. Do you know what? I can't think what it actually stands for, but it's um it's one of those reality programs and actually it's shot down the road so one of the bars in our local town is actually being used for it the only way is essex of course it is what a plonker um sorry that's another good old british word there you go we said we get some in <laughs> but uh, the only way is essex and can i just tell you it's the biggest load of crap on the telly it really is hideous but believe it or not the royalty watch it um and say how much they enjoy it which is also rather a sad thing because um, i don't know how kate and william have kept up to date with that because they've been over in germany this week of course well when you say royalty isn't 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 the old beckham uh, house Buck beckingham palace uh around that area as well it is i drive past it quite regularly 
actually oh, looking really? there uh, i don't i don't think they're ever there but it's in a place called sawbridgeworth which is about five miles from where i live um and quite often when i head down that way we go to main shops and other bits and pieces I actually go past the front door of beckingham palace and when i take a train into london the train almost goes through their back garden now admittedly their back garden's about 500 acres big um and it's over there in the distance but you can actually see the top of their house from it and it's quite quite palatial so you've never seen the the becks in a pub no or anywhere no. else for that matter some of you guys will probably be rolling around over there that way somewhere um but i know they spend a lot of their time around here now because they've moved back from the states but i think they've got a place in london as well but uh, yeah beckingham palace it's um it's there all right so you're not looking to um upscale no or maybe <laughs> it's or, or, or maybe it's downscale i haven't seen your your, your uh, house do live out in the home counties you just don't know you don't know you don't know <laughs> it's richer than london i'll tell you what that's probably the quote of the day oh. Not in it. All right. yeah, i'll play the fart gun oh. <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> elimination i thought, See, I thought got it i thought there were some royalties coming your way yeah if only what a film went and saw that the other night cracking we, film we saw that last weekend it's very good my yeah. wife uh loves uh minions Yes, and it was her birthday okay. last week, and that's why uh, one of the reasons I was off, and we had a weekend in Sydney, and a few of the birthday presents that she got from other people. One of them was a minion lunchbox. Now this is a woman that's forty nine years old, uh, so she's got a minion lunchbox. McDonald's, uh, luckily enough, have a have a tie in. Um, yes, the so Happy Meal at the moment. The Happy Meal. So we've got numerous toys. Uh, we've bought numerous cups. So, yes, the Minions are a big deal in my household down under. But it is a very good movie. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely superb. I thought it was very, very well done and hilarious right to the end. I never saw the first two movies until well after they came out. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I know, but they just they, the way that they kept it going, they kept the humour going, they, the way that they just built on it and built on it, it's really good. To get to your third one, and actually it's still as funny as the first, done a great job. Well, with the voiceover work, Steve, surely there's uh, there's some character that you'll be able to do. <laughs> do you do character hey, voices, actually? No, I don't, oh. as you can probably tell. What about English character voices? Can you do different accents? Can you do Scottish or uh, Welsh? Uh, definitely not. I wouldn't even try that. But I could try and go a little bit on the posher side. So you're listening to the podcast with Mark Scarf and greetings, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Anyone for a cup of char? Well, that ties in exactly with where you live. Yes, it does. It's very nicely. Now, I'm glad you asked me why I'm wearing my Arsenal shirt. Come on. Yes. Come on. Why are we wearing the Arsenal shirt? Because um, you couldn't actually get anyone in North London to wear those at the moment. Well, you, do, you walk down any street and these are no doubt a dime a dozen. But this actually, yes. this actually, I'll tell you how much I paid for this one. So my Go Arsenal on. story for this week, Arsenal on. are on their pre-season tour. And yeah. we were lucky enough out here to have them for two games. So the first game was against Sydney FC. The second game was against uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, two teams who I'm sure you've never heard of and you'll never, ever hear mm. of again. But we got crowds of 80,000 and 83,000 people. It's, wow. It is absolutely sensational. But we never get to see these massive uh, clubs out here. In past years, yeah. we've had uh, Chelsea, I saw a few years ago. I was lucky enough to get a picture with a Premier League uh, trophy. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal brought out the FA Cup, and they brought out the gold replica uh, Premier League trophy when they won when they went through the season undefeated. 
Yeah, that's. I was going to say that's been embalmed because it's so old. Just in case well, it falls apart. It's, it's only. It, it's is literally that big. It's literally that, that big. So I took two that's good photos. It's falling off. Cause it's so old. Well, it, well, they'll, they'll never get that again, will they? Really? I mean, no, no, no chance. I mean, Arsenal will be there for two years, and um, yeah. the team that they've got at the moment, I don't think they'll be winning anything much, even though they did win on penalties against Bayern Munich a few nights ago. But, no, I, I think right, I think Liverpool have got more chance of doing stuff now. So if I were you, I'd switch your allegiance and get a different colour red. Well, if you, I've got a bob each way, so we say yes. two, two bob each way. But it was look, it was a very exciting uh, night. Uh, now the reason I didn't get a photo with the FA Cup, firstly because I couldn't be bothered lining up. Secondly, because I was actually looking for someone who's big in the Arsenal YouTube space, and he's a man called Robbie Lyle, and yeah. he runs Arsenal Fan TV. So this, ah. this, this, this YouTube Fan TV thing has exploded. Have you have any, any knowledge of that or any sightings of anything like that, or is that even spoken no. about in the UK press? Do you know what? It's not. It's not spoken about at all. And it's more of an underground thing. So each club will have its own fanzines and its own, I don't know, podcasts and YouTube bits put together by the fans. And I think it probably it's probably the top half a dozen that have really got it. So you're aware of it, but it's more of an underground thing. The press don't talk about it at all. And it's not it's not famous or it doesn't have an infamy over here. I would guess it's probably more global purely because it's those fans across the world that will see the football. And it's that how do you keep in touch? How do you keep at grassroots level? Well, he's got 470,000 subscribers. Wow. And he's had 200 million views on YouTube. Now, 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 Robbie Lyle, as I said, is the face and the man behind it. He's also got a cameraman, so it's not as if he's walking around with a selfie stick taking the pictures. It's a, it's an actual proper production. Now, yeah. um, two years into it, he actually threw in his, his job, and now this is his full-time gig. Right, okay. So there's plenty of cash to be made on YouTube, and that's and, and that's why this is going on YouTube, Steve, because uh, you're quite famous over in the UK, and I want to just cash in on that. So let's just make that very clear. And now a word from our sponsors. Don't forget you can get your voiceover work for free by not contacting me. Go find someone else. Alternatively, if you want a decent voiceover work, please contact me on W. Sorry, God, God. <laughs> You're, so you're wearing red now. I know you're, that you don't go for Arsenal. You go for Watford. No, absolutely. So would Watford? Uh, would they be? I mean, would they even be big enough to to have a fan type TV? Can I just say in two words, cheeky bugger? <laughs> I think is the ending on that one. Uh, no, they haven't. <laughs> that's by the by. Uh, we've got podcasts which are done on a weekly basis. Uh, so there's a podcast that's released uh, by fans. There is probably something on YouTube um, and Watford have, it's really changed. So what was really interesting this year with all the money that was just just gone, with all the money pumped into it, if you wanted to see stuff, if you wanted to see additional clips of Premier League clubs, etc., you had to pay. You had to pay a subscription. And that subscription was only like £40 a year, which is not much, but actually you got behind the scenes, etc. But with all the money that's been pumped in, all the clubs have gone, do you know what? We'll give something back to the fans. We won't reduce our ticket prices. But what we will do is we'll give you a bit of YouTube for free. So this is probably why this guy for Arsenal is making uh, making a living out of it, because the clubs are now supporting it through all the additional cash that they're getting in through Premier League well, and the rights. 
Well, I don't know if they are actually supporting it. I've had a few uh, a few messenger conversations with him, and that's one of the questions that I asked. Uh, do Arsenal support you in this? Now, he does do a few behind-the-scenes things. Yeah. But, but the attraction of, of Arsenal Fan TV, and this will come as no surprise uh, to you working in the media, he has what we, what we would call a few nut jobs that he interviews after every game. So the, so the whole premise of it is that after the game, um, now more often than not, particularly last season, Arsenal were losing. So the fans come out and they and they want to vent. So yes. he, Sick finger! Sack him now! Sack him five years ago! <laughs> Fingers are old. Yeah. So he's actually uh, found a few uh, nut cases and he interviews yeah. them and they absolutely go off their chops. They vent and it is sensational television. It's car crash television. Yeah. It is Essex style television. So that's one of the attractions. Now for us yes. out here in the in the colonies, we don't get to see anything like that because we are extremely conservative and to see this is absolutely it's free entertainment. Absolutely free. Yeah. So that's why we like it. And I and that's one of the reasons I didn't have a photo with the FA Cup because I wanted to actually find Arsenal Fan TV because this is yeah. his full-time job and he's out here on tour and he's right. now in China with the team. Uh, right. Now, unfortunately enough, uh, I'll let you in on something. I was actually looking forward to seeing him more than I was seeing the game. But I didn't see him, so <laughs> I I was forced to enjoy the game. Yeah. Uh, but he had a massive following out here. And when you look at the videos, some of the things he did and all the activities that he did, I'm not surprised he has 470,000 subscribers because it's quite entertaining yeah. Uh, television. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and that's all it needs is the odd nut job. Um, and you do it. We had a YouTube clip, believe it or not, which was some nutcase in a um, a very minor league uh, town called Wildstone and all he did was he turned around and someone was baiting him from the crowd it's just a supporter watching it and this is real lower lower league stuff and all he did was he turned around and went do you want some of it do you want some of this do you want it do you want some of this and this guy must have been in his mid to late 50s and all of a sudden it became a massive YouTube here if you just put I think it Dave from Wildstone if you put that in YouTube you'll see it but then on the top of it they put it into a single with him just saying that and it went to number one in the charts <laughs> <laughs> absolutely flaming bonkers and i wouldn't mind but we got this has simon cowell reached you guys out in australia we know simon cowell very well i can i just apologize then we on actually, behalf of the colonies well we actually do have television out here steve <laughs> do you it came in 1956 it's only in the last okay. two uh, it's only in the last two or three years that we've actually had color to be quite honest, I was just hoping you hadn't had Simon Cowell because I was hoping one part of the part of this globe he hadn't actually got to him and his trousers and white teeth. Um, but he was he was probably behind it somewhere. So yes, one of the do you know a man called Carl Pilkington? Carl Pilkington, why? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. The um, idiot abroad. The life according to yes, idiot abroad. Idiot abroad. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. He yes. he. It's actually funny that you say that they took a, a piece of audio and made a a, a music uh, piece of music out of it. He said something like, and one of his favourite lines is "knob and bollocks," <laughs> which is a very British thing, no doubt. Very. So very. somebody put that statement "knob and bollocks" into a rap uh, style uh, piece of music. I, yeah. I can't I, look. I can't say it went to number one, but it's certainly out there in the uh, in the interweb somewhere. So yeah. if you Google "knob and bollocks," Carl Pilkington rap, 
you'll be able to get it. One of the best raps, now I don't know what kind of music that you're into, but one of the best ones that I ever heard was something from uh, from the Liverpool Football Club. Came out about oh, 1988, no. Anfield rap. With New Order. Uh, no, 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 no. This is, I think this pre predates that. This was with, oh, okay. This was with the great Australian Craig Johnston. And it came out at about 1988 and it was called the Anfield Rap. Yes. I, I actually do have it. It's, it's down there somewhere. I've got, <sighs> I got the big 12 inch of it. And, um, when I, when I, when I get around to getting another record player, I'll be, I'll be able to play that. Right, excellent. And I, I've noticed that you're not rushing to get another record player to play it. <laughs> I would love a record player, but um, the funny th- the funny thing is, there's not that many of them around. Oh, you're joking! We've had a big reprieve over here in the UK, and you can get them really, really easily now. And in fact, you can walk into our local department store. Uh, sorry, department store, local grocery store, Sainsbury's, over here in the UK, and they sell them there. And also, you can buy the records, but the records are now twelve pounds to fifteen pounds each. So if you, if I remember back, you know, you used to buy a record for a fiver or whatever, but they've actually put a premium price on it. It's even more expensive than getting the CD. Well, we can buy the records too, but the, and again, exchange rates come into it. They're about forty or fifty dollars yeah. out out here wow and when i was a young boy and i had a record player i, I remember yeah. that the needle on the record player was called a stylus yes and apparently they were hard to get and if you got the wrong one you'd scratch the record and everything else so it's not as easy as people would think i'll just go and buy a record player that may have changed there may be some kind of universal style yeah. needle now that does everything but um um, I miss the days of uh, scratching records, but oh. but at, but at fifty bucks, I ain't doing that. No, absolutely <laughs> not doing that. Knacker in your stylus as well at the same time. <laughs> you can scratch. Yeah. You, you can scratch CDs now. Uh, there's yes. there's actually DJ style units, and and you can yeah. and you can scratch the uh, the the CD. Yes. Yeah. You put it in the machine, don't you? And you can just or, or something like that. Sound effect. Something like, like that. Anyway. Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Good actually, stuff. So, I'm, so, no, so I was just going to say, I'm looking at a record on, on my wall, which you can't see because it's behind yeah. you, uh, but it's a Grace Jones uh, signed album. Oh, Slave to the Rhythm? No, it's called Island Life, which was, ah, which was which best, got. a best of. Yes. But it's got Slave to the Rhythm on it, and yes. it's in blue vinyl. Um and I think it's got a few twelve-inch mixes, so that'd be the kind of thing that 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 the DJs would be would be playing. Yeah, Grace Jones, eh? One word, nutter, nut job. <laughs> she should be on <laughs> Arsenal fan TV. Flip it, she What a fruitcake. Can I can I tell you my Grace Jones story? Go on, go for the Grace Jones. Come on. I met Grace Jones. That's how yes. I that's how I got the album got signed. Yeah, she was on tour out here, and she was playing a venue called the Enmore Theatre. Now, uh, after the show, uh, if you want to get the signature, you have to wait for them to come out. Yeah. Well, I waited four hours, uh, so she wasn't in a hurry to get home. So anyway, after after waiting for four hours, the security bloke said, yep, come on in. So I went backstage, and she was very gracious. And this is in the days before um, selfies and uh, phones with cameras on them, so I never got a picture. Which is unfortunate because if I did, you would see that we sh- that she was completely off her chops. Uh, but that was lucky for me because I, I could tell her anything, and she would write anything that I wanted on the album. 
So, as it is, <laughs> she well, all she really wrote was, Mark, lots of love and kisses, Grace Jones. Um, but she was a nut chop. She yeah. was off her chops, which is, I'm sure, is nothing new in the entertainment business. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, she was she was a very entertaining uh, character. Uh, she was in her mid, probably sixties back then. Yeah. But she was really, really a great a great performer, and a lot of her yeah. songs have been made into into really great disco songs. And "Slave to the Rhythm" yes. is probably my number one or two greatest song of all time. Oh wow! So when you look at my okay. iTunes playlist and and, yeah. ham, and how many times the song has been played, that would probably be yeah. number one. Very good. God, yeah, she's um she was certainly something. She did a TV uh, interview on the BBC uh, over here, um, which is I know has been in the news. We'll talk about that in a minute uh, this week. But when she was on there, she was being interviewed by a guy called Russell Harty um, many moons ago. Anyway, she went on there and she didn't like him. She took an immediate dislike to him and then started beating him up live on air. Oh. Brilliant. Talk well, about car crash TV. Well, that's well, that's the kind of TV that you want to see. That's that's <laughs> exactly. that's that's why I like Arsenal fan TV. That's why I pay my license fee. <laughs> now that license fee, how much are you paying for that? Because out here in the colonies, we don't have well, a, we don't have a license fee. Our television's free. Same. We're going to have to work with the Queen on this because this is just taking the absolute proverbial Mickey. Because you know, obviously, we still are you know, substituting, paying for your TV. Mm. Um, but what do we pay? We pay um, about one hundred and fifty pounds a year for our BBC TV license. Three hundred bucks. And then we've got all, yeah. So and then we've got all our subscriptions, etc., for other channels or whatever on top. So you can't get away with not having it. So so, there we go. so you have Sky Sky TV. Yeah. I, I have Foxtel, which is the equivalent. I yes. have a, I have about sixty channels. Yeah. So you would no doubt have maybe 70 or 80? Yeah, or, or even 10 times that. So, um, in, indeed. So I don't know how well you know Pink Floyd, but one of their um, one of their songs, one of their lines in one of the Pink Floyd songs was 700 channels with nothing on. Um, and it and it is. It, we've got about 700 channels, and it's a complete mix. So you've got music channels, you've got... So not only have got loads of music channels, and we've probably got about 50 of those, 50 music channels, probably about 50 movie channels, um, probably about 50 sports channels, um, and actually finding something that's on 200 channels of entertainment and when i say entertainment i use the word very very loosely because actually a lot of it is repeats from the 1960s you know if you want to see dad's army um, that's on permanent repeat on a couple of these channels and only fools and horses so some of the classics are on and they're on all the time um if you ever want to see 40 towers that's almost on constant repeat on some of these channels it's, and it's some of it is really good so it's like the full back telly on a saturday night when you put the telly on and just go oh, what a load of old uh, rubbish on tv this evening you notice i'm choosing my words very carefully um so there's loads and loads of channels lots and lots of uh things you can switch over and watch uh but most of them just repeating the same old drivel from years gone by now i am looking yeah. behind me i'm not being rude but yeah i am looking no. uh, behind me at the moment because uh the point that you that you bring up is very valid and uh dvd collections is it dvd collections now i've, yeah. I've stopped buying box sets in particular yes. because as you say i can turn on any any channel and yeah. watch what i want to see and there's also Spot. a dedicated box sets channel yes that you can see yes. every episode yeah. now i do have a 40 towers up there somewhere i haven't pulled that have out you? for god knows ah. how long wow 
But but I don't watch you it. You put basil in the ratatouille. You put basil. Oh, don't <laughs> ratatouille. Now that's now that's an animated movie, and I know it's not Forty Towers, but don't get me yeah. started on ratatouille. God, blimey, I'm sick to death of that movie. So oh, yeah. I am. Oh, I'm just is it, it's a favourite in your household, is it? Uh, yes, yes, it is. But um, I delete it as soon as it comes on. But it doesn't matter because if I delete it, it'll still be somewhere in in the planner coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. So I understand exactly exactly what you're saying. So yeah. you pay how much? Yeah. How much for Sky? What's that worth? For Sky um, is about so. Uh, I'm just trying to think because I actually get the TV. We also get the broadband and also get the telephone line through. But for Sky on its own, it's probably about eighty pounds a month. Hundred and sixty. So that's about hundred yeah. hundred and eighty bucks a month. Yeah, that's for everything that you can get through them except the movie channels and to be quite honest i don't have time to sit and watch movies that much anyway and if i wanted to watch a movie i'd download it from somewhere and watch it oh, what's that mean i don't understand what you mean by download what, what, what um, i'd mean? stream it i'd stream it from a site where i might be able to find it for um, Legally. less <laughs> for a lot less money <laughs> so does that price include premier league like are you are you part of the scourge that is actually you are the scourge, you I am, you yes. you and your ilk, uh, part of the scourge that is pushing up players' salaries and fa- and, pay, and, and the reason and the reason families can't go and watch football because they can't afford yes. it. Well, you say that, but what's really interesting is they put a limit on away games that they can charge. So once upon a time, so really interesting, uh, a couple of seasons ago, my son and I went up to Leeds to go and watch uh, Watford versus Leeds, and they charged us 36 quid a ticket to go to Leeds. Now, I'm not being funny, this is in the championship, and Leeds weren't exactly doing well, although, to be quite honest, we won 6-1 on the day away from home, so I was quite happy with the price at the end of it. Um, But 36 quid to go to an away. But what they've now done is, if you want to go places like Chelsea, Arsenal, etc minimum price of tickets 50 pounds but what they've done is they've put a cap on away price tickets at 30 pounds um, and what's also been interesting is when southampton uh, you go down to southampton they actually give you some money back because um it's a virgin media are their sponsors and they actually give you a bit of cash back if you you know when you're paying over the 30 and they're the ones that have been really pushing it so it's virgin media they've been pushing the prices down on for away fans to go well i remember that which is well, it's, well, it is it is good. I remember the original campaign was twenties plenty, and yes. they tried to cap it at twenty pounds. So thirty pounds, I thirties thirties thirty. Yes, but not someone that lives near <laughs> near Beckingham Palace. My God, I'm surprised you you're not a shareholder in Watford. You and you and Elton. Yeah, well, I've just changed the manager again, but don't worry about that one. All right, <laughs> it's all right. We'll get off, we'll get our way through the season. We'll get another one in. But that's no surprise. Which club? <laughs> I mean, honestly, which club besides Arsenal doesn't change a manager fairly, fairly regularly? Uh, yes, I think most of them do. Actually, Klopp's done his time so far. He's only been there a year and a half. Yeah, I think to be quite honest, I think they've got things set for this season. I really do. If that were going to my, be my tip, that it would be Liverpool well, this o- year. Well, Oxlade Chamberlain, who is is now in talks with Chelsea. I don't. In, in talks, what yeah. do I know? But uh, yeah. to, potentially under Chelsea, he was a potential target for Liverpool. Not yes, not that long ago. Yeah, but I think he's. Um, I think uh, Chelsea have got sights on him, and I think it will also support Oxley Chamberlain's sort of lifestyle. So he's now shacked up with one of the Little Mix girls. So yes. it's Little Mix meet. Yes. Little Mix. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. So he's now with Perry. And they are an item, or at least they were last evening. You know, you never know with these sort of relationships, etc. Uh, but I think the London lifestyle is probably more suited to him than going up north. The little band that I like better than the Little Mix is Little Dragon. I don't know if you've if you've heard of them. <laughs> little Dragon. No, well, I don't. I don't have a Little Dragon story, but uh, oh, okay. you can you, you can go on one of these uh, torrent sites which you download legally from and download right. some Little Mix, or you can go to the BBC site and go to the. I think they still have a Glastonbury site and see some oh. little some little mix on there. Sorry, some little dragon yeah. on there. So they little are actually right, one of okay. my new favorite um, favorite bands. But but you're oh, right. Yeah. If I was a young bloke like. Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain. I probably wouldn't want to move out of London either when I'm on, you know, a, a, a hundred grand a week. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to know how they how they don't spend their money really. Hundred grand a week. That's just mad, isn't it? Well, San- absolutely focus. Well, Sanchez wants uh, wants three fifty to four hundred. Yeah, you know, what's he going to do with it? Because actually, you know, the first five grand a week, you know, what do you do with the rest of it, really? Well, you put it in the bank. You send you send some home to mum. You obviously pay her her Majesty for the pleasure. Yeah. Okay. So so what do you do with the other ninety five thousand a week? Well, you don't work for the rest of your life. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, some would say uh, he probably doesn't doing. anyway. Oh, that's, well, that's that's very cruel. When I saw yeah, these is, when yeah. I saw these Arsenal boys out here on tour, they were yes. working very 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 hard. Now we had a fan day out here at our big stadium, which is called ANZ Stadium. Which yeah. is the Olympic Stadium from two thousand holds eighty right. odd thousand. I actually saw the the world record rugby union crowd at ANZ Stadium. It was Australia versus the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. It was in about two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. It was one hundred and ten thousand people there, and Crikey. that was when Jonah Lomu was at his peak. And I don't know if you know uh, the great Jonah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or should I say the late great Jonah? The late uh, great, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, they had twenty thousand people out to their fan day, which was uh, just just to watch a training session. Wow! For uh, that is for Arsenal. So when you talk about worldwide reach, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the day when Watford have a, a preseason tour out here. Yes, they're in they're in um, they're in another country that starts with A at the moment, but it's a lot closer to home, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking the fresh mountain air. Arr! And later Hosen, apparently. Is that a tour? Are they off to Slovakia next or uh, Poland? No, no, they're not. They're literally going to Austria and then they're coming back. Oh, fair enough. Keeping it cheap. Now, uh, excuse my ignorance, but are Watford still in the Premier League? <laughs> yes, Is that... they are still in the Premier League. That's called taking the piss. I know it is, which is why I responded very measured. So how much would a top price Watford ticket cost? Would I, uh, would I get change out of 50 Oh, you would. Yes, about about forty pounds. Top price ticket for Arsenal is ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, but then that, again, they've got to recoup the money for their stadium. That's that's well, they would have paid for the stadium by now, surely. Who all knows? the all the all the lean years that Arsenal's put them through, and now they can afford yeah. to spend up big. Yeah, absolutely. Plus all those trophies that they've won over that period of time. It's good for them to bring out the FA Cup. Thank God they won something. Otherwise, they might have come out bare. I just, I, I just hope it was the real one. And I'm, I'm just hoping that when Chelsea came out, that they actually brought the real one with them and not, and not some knockoff. <laughs> it would have been some cheap cast oh. one. 
They probably it, thought about it the day before. Oh my god, where the hell are we going to get one of those from? But it had the Barclays ribbons eBay. off it. Surely that was. Yeah, well, you know. That was <sighs> l- yeah, were they freshly ironed? I don't know. Now, just on my shirt, I told you how much yes. I paid for my shirt. This is a legitimate no, shirt. How much did you pay? Right. This is this so, is yes. this isn't from China. Have you got it on the arms? You got it on the arms as well. Well, I haven't no, got. Have, I haven't got, got, got the no. I, no, that, that costs extra. My God. Yeah, well, I've got one of those. See, I've, so I've got the new Watford kit, which has got it on the arms. Yeah. Well, I, we can't. We can't afford that out here. Okay. Okay. So come on. How much did that set you back? Your Arsenal so, shirt. How much did it? Set you back? The great thing about Facebook, and I never used to be into Facebook, but I I am now because I'm a bit of a, a voyeur. So somebody from the Arsenal Australia site put a post on there saying saying scarves. I got a bargain. It was five dollars. Right. So okay. I rubbed my hands together and I said, "You beauty." Yes. Right? So we have a Puma uh, factory outlet shop out here. Oh, have um, you? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Puma. So I went to I went to the shop and I thought, "Beauty, where, excuse me, can you show me where the five dollar uh, scarves are?" Well, of course, there's no five dollar scarves because once they worked out that that was on Facebook, prices went up. Yeah. Cost absolutely. Me, cost me twelve dollars fifty. So that's okay. okay. It was still fifty yeah. percent off. It's a it's a proper scarf, and they had racks. I mean racks that were absolutely buckling with these yeah. jerseys, uh, right. with jackets, the yellow jersey, all that. Right. So the normal. So your Watford jersey, brand new, would cost you how much? Uh, about forty five pounds. So Actually, forty. Bang on forty five. So that's and is that full price or was that full price on special? Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. They don't do specials, not <laughs> not till about March when they're flogging them off because they know they're going to have a next lot come in. No so, chance. So that's a that's about ninety to a hundred dollars, yes. right? When you talk exchange rates, to actually buy them out here, they're about a yeah. hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, that's how much that they're that that's they're charging. Pretty... Oh, that's yeah. that's extremely steep. Um, Did you get that? So how much was that from the outlet? Fifty. 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 But do you know why? Tell me why. Well, I don't know if I want to know why. I'm, Have you I'm checked how they spell quite, Arsenal? Quite there's two E's. There's two E's in the way that they've spelled Arsenal. Get out of it. <laughs> they've got to knock them off somewhere. No, I'm actually and Australia quite... is a really good place. Well, particularly when the team's on tour, they've got they've got a captive audience. But the, <laughs> yeah. the, the disappointing thing was, though, I was looking forward to getting some kind of merchandise because they had the big uh, the big merchandise stores. Everything that they had was branded Australian Tour 2017, yeah, which is great until 2018. Yes, and then you're walking around with something that says 2017. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I need you know, I mean, we may be in the colonies, but still. Yeah, it's all right for the moment. That's right. So, <laughs> just I was, enjoy it worst you can. so I'm, 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 I'm glad I got that before the game because if I'd have waited until the game, I would have went home empty-handed. I did actually buy yes. a bag that does say uh, Arsenal uh, Sydney Tour 2017. It cost me two dollars. Right, it was a plastic bag, okay. and I bought a flag. I, I bought a flag which is which is unyear branded. So I'm happy with that. So next time we do this, that 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 will probably be draped That's, behind me. Okay. Excellent. Right. So we'll sort that. We'll, we'll coordinate it. All right. Because I'm going to move some of his stuff around the room here because I've got my Watford shirt on the wall. I've got, um, and actually, you can just see at the on the edge the O and the D. The uh, may even see the O on the sign, just on the side, just underneath the microphone, which actually says Vicarage Road. So there you go. So I'm going to start moving the old stuff around the room for for purposes, and also get this bleeding fez off me. Vicarage Road. That's that's where the Great Saracens used to play, I believe. 
Uh, yes, they Saracens did play there because they did ground share for a little bit of time. I don't, I don't know if Arsenal ground share. I wonder why that is. No, no, don't need to. They should ground share. Sure. They should ground share with Tottenham. Yes, that that'll be called Wembley Stadium. Um, and actually, you're going to love this year because they're going to lose every single game. I think we talked about this last time, but they're going to lose every single game, Tottenham, at home this year because of the Wembley curse. That that new ground looks sensational, though. From, yeah, from, yeah, it would. From what I've seen, it's a pity yeah, that it uh, it's a pity that Watford aren't rolling in cash. We're rolling in cash because we ain't spending it. Oh, Although actually, we're probably probably on severance pay between our managers. That's probably where it's all going. <laughs> well, I'll tell you someone who is rolling in cash, and that's Chris Evans. Yes, he is. Two point two million. Two point two million, the highest paid BBC personality. Yeah, now, so it's all kicked off here this week on that big time. Well, why is it kicked off? Because he's not a female? Uh, there is that part to it. So apparently 10 of the females who are either on the low side of the list or even under the 150,000 have actually said they're going to take the BBC to uh, to high court uh, for unfair pay and unfair unfair treatment, um, which is led by a lady called Emily Maitlis, who does Newsnight. She does a broadcasting on a programme that we have over here on a, um, on a weekday night called Newsnight on BBC Two. Um, but it's been really, really interesting because actually the, the uh, BBC have almost self-imploded because you've got Mr. Gary Lineker on 1.25 million as the second highest paid person and then various others. Oh, I but, think you're but, actually underpaying him because the figure that I'm looking at is 1.7 for a bloke that dances around in his undies. Yes, he didn't do that that well, actually, either. Um, so it's 1.7, was it? 1.7. Anyway, yeah, yeah still, still a lot of money. Um, but no, it's been it's been interesting because also you've had presenters on the same shows. So this is not only on TV, but it's also on radio as well, which has been fascinating um, because actually you've got presenters who are not on the list, who are co-presenting the same program, saying as much as the other people, but earning nothing like it. And in most cases, it's female. Did you get the TV clip out of there? The two guys working on TV together, a guy called Dan Walker, I think it was, and Louise Minchin. No, I don't know. Right. So that morning they said, oh, the list is going to come out at 11 o'clock. And he turned to her and said, hmm, that's going to be uncomfortable reading. And then they went straight to camera and the two of them, almost the body language, they could have moved them apart. You could have driven a bus between the two of them. It's hilarious. If you get to see that on YouTube, it's worth it. So no doubt this is an official list that the BBC themselves have, have put out. And now from the BBC, the official list of highest paid people. Why do they do that? What's is it? Is it a public interest thing because it's a government yeah. Uh, yeah. entity? It is because it's government entity. It's actually paid for by people through the license fee, the four hundred and fifty quid a year. Uh, through there, the government have actually insisted they wanted to know how much the top talent was being paid. So I believe that they didn't need to. Know, they didn't actually need to name people, but they just needed to know who you know the number of people in the different brackets the different salary brackets, but actually the BBC's gone the whole hog, decided they're going to be totally transparent, and actually I think the technical term that we use over here is screwed themselves over because now <laughs> all the people at the lower one want more money. Um, and actually what's also been a real backlash is, of course, for the agents. So we've just been talking about football and football agents take a massive part of it. Of course, the talent agents, they're all now getting screamed upon because actually how is it that they negotiated contracts for the people that are below the 150000 working with people that are earning a lot more than 150000 um, and that wasn't taken into account. So the agents are really under the caution. Well, like anything, it's got, it's got to be supply and demand. I mean, some. Oh. I mean, some people are more popular than others. So no doubt, your yes. your agent uh, is got the removalist van backed up to to Beckingham Palace, moving in as we speak. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, with a bit of luck, he's unla- hang on a second. He just sent me a text. I think he's just dropped something. Bugger. <laughs> Don't think I'm He's dropped the sign Watford jersey. Yeah, he, he has. He's dropped. Yeah, he's dropped a whole load of stuff. Dear Adol, I'm going to sack him. So Chris Evans, so, he's yeah. he's he's an interesting character. He's on, from Correct. what I understand, BBC Two Radio. Yeah, he got the ass from Top Gear. Yes, he did. What, what else does he do? So he actually creates a whole load of programs. So Chris Evans in his day, which is about 20 years ago, was very cutting thrust. So he actually came to fruition on radio, local radio. Um, and then he presented a program here in the UK called The Big Breakfast, The Big Big Breakfast Show, which was set in a house by the side of a lock, etc. And it was morning TV, but it was morning TV with entertainment as opposed to morning TV just talking about the news. Um, so actually it was really good. And then he moved on and produced a whole load of other shows that came off the back of it. And um, we had a program which which we had running over here for about 10 years called uh, TFI Friday, um, which was a Friday evening program, real entertainment, all the, all the guests or, you know, all the A-listers, et cetera, were on it, but it always did something slightly different. So they resurrected it for a couple of shows. What they did with one of it, and they had Taylor Swift on it. Even she got involved in this is they, um, they set up a staircase and they put a whole load of polythene sheeting down and then they greased it. So people were doing sort of helter skelter down, down these stairwells, which would then come out in front of a bar, which they'd have. So all these people would be coming down and trying to say something at the same time. You know, he was, uh, as a guy, he was very, very creative. But then he went off the rails because then he decided actually he didn't want to do five days of broadcasting a week. He wanted to do four days and then started throwing his weight around. Uh, but he had a spell where he went very, very quiet. But then he came back and took over from Terry Wogan, who used to do the Radio 2 breakfast show. And that's why they paid him a load of money, because actually it was well listened to. Terry Wogan was highly, highly thought of. Um, but they had to have someone to come in and fill that gap. So hence, that's why he's on 2.2 million. Well, one person that's not on the list is, uh, and I don't even know if he's still around anymore, where's Noel Edmonds? Yeah, funnily enough, he's now independent. So the program that he was doing, which is, which is one about the box, uh, the suitcases, oh, God, you probably had it um, sent over to you in Australia as well. Um, but there was one that with uh, 15 suitcases, and you had to guess how much was in the suitcase. Did you ever that? Deal or no deal? Oh, that's... That's the one. We do have that. I thought that was an original Australian production. No, that's Noel Edmonds. Or an idea. And his company. Yes. Do we have anything original out here? I don't know. Do you have have Ninja Warrior over there? Ninja Warrior? Yes, we do. That's the one where they do the assault course. I thought that was one of ours. It might well have been, but we've just taken it over here. It's actually Japanese, so... Um, oh, is it Japanese? Yes, oh. yes, yes. Oh, that was the word, ninja. They've, they've constructed the set for that on an island, very Australian-named right. island called Cockatoo Island. Named, <laughs> it's an Aboriginal word for bird, Cockatoo Excellent. Island. And that is in yes. Sydney Harbour, and it, it's right. massive. That's actually our highest-rating television show at the, at the moment, Ninja Warrior. Crikey. That's crap, but it's wow. the highest-rating show. It's, Isn't it amazing some of the rubbish that goes on? Funnily enough, Graham Norton comes in third on the list, eight eight hundred fifty thousand. Yes. But from yeah. what I've read, that that that's actually understated what he is actually on because I think he, yeah. his production company may uh, make the show. So yes, um, they do. Yeah, so I think uh, Chris Evans is probably properly stated because I think he takes that and does that himself, whereas a lot of the others who are lower down or may not even be in there do it through a shell company. Hmm. So, so it's not done on individual stick. So my 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 favourite Graham Norton television show was when he was in Father Ted. 
Oh, what a program! Oh, <laughs> now you're talking box sets. I've, I've got those time and time again. I've, I've got it up there somewhere, right? Oh, but um, I love I love Graham Norton in Father Ted. I just love oh, Father Ted in general. That's a sense in the caravan. Show. In yes, the caravan with his doing the uh, Irish jig. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Oh, one of my favourite ones where they had the Chinese people come to the island. And they thought they were all being Ted was being fascist to him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The dirt on the window. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, oh, I love that program. It's funny you mentioned uh, fools and horses earlier. David Jason's yes. on on the list. Yes. How old is he? God, he must When's be in his eighties at least. Yeah, he must be in his eighties at least. But that's because he they resurrected a program that Ronnie Barker used to do with him called Open All Hours, and I think it's now called Still Open All Hours. So obviously Ronnie Barker's not around anymore. So I think that's what he was paid to come back and resurrect the program and sort of be the main person in that program. Well, he's getting paid two hundred grand. No, not bad at all, is it? It's not I mean, bad. I'm not it's, being funny. It's, it's, old, it's very that programs in that old toot. They should have retired. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a good word. Um, a lot of have, old uh, toot. Yes, a lot they should of have put sort. that one a long time ago. One of my favourite shows is Jules Holland, and he's on two hundred grand. Yes. Have you ever Nothing been like to tink- any any tapings of shows at the BBC? Um, I've been to some radio ones. I've been to some radio productions. We have a uh, one called Just a Minute. Don't know if that's probably out there at all, Blank. which is done by Nicholas Parsons, and they have one minute to talk about a subject without repetition, um, without pause, without umming, ring, without saying the same word over and over again, and sticking to the point. Um, so I've been to see that recorded a few times, which is brilliant. Oh, that sounds uh, spellbinding. <laughs> that was almost said with feeling and passion. And how long does the show go for? Is it an hour show, half an hour? Half an hour, half an hour show. But you go and watch it, and they do it. They do it for about an hour. And how many? And people, that's free. And how many people do they cram in to talk about something for about, a minute? About, about 200, 200 people. They have a panel of four right. celebrities, four celebrities. Mm. All right, I'll have to uh, look that one up. Looks good. Yes. That sounds good. One person I'm disappointed who isn't on on the list is uh, is the great Dave Medner. Ah, uh, you see, but Dave Medner hasn't been on our TVs for ages, and I think she went commercial. Actually, I think she went ITV. Well. These people are paid like they're on, on commercial. When I went to Madame uh, Tussauds last week, yes. um, I had a, had a nice picture next to the dame. Right. There wasn't many British Ex- personalities there apart from the Queen and you know, the yeah. royal family. You ever been to Madame well, Tussauds? She, yes, we have our own Madame Tussauds well, over you, in Baker well, Street. Well, you have the one and only, the, the Absolutely. Uh, original. I saw a, a good yeah. uh, documentary on Madame Tussauds on our Foxtel that we pay yes. through the nose for here and get 80 channels. Uh, so that that was quite interesting. Um, uh, now, I, I actually liked uh, Madame Tussauds. I thought it was yes. going to be a load of old tat. Or, well, tat, tat, I was going to say. I was trying to come up with something British, but tat will do. But it was actually... Tat, tat, cool, off. It was actually quite quite interesting. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I mean, no. you get, I mean, you get up close and have a good look. I mean, they do yeah. it. they do it pretty well. So did she have a gladioli? She did. She did. She yes. had the the whole the whole regalia. Um, I've actually met Barry Humphreys in person several times. Um, right. I actually collect memorabilia. If you you yes. may, you, you you may not have noticed, um, but I actually <laughs> yes. do collect uh, memorabilia, and it's not only sporting stuff. It's it's people yeah. that I like, and Damien is actually one of the people that, or you know, Barry Humphreys is one of the people I actually like. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, he's, he actually signed a lot of things uh, for me. 
And yeah. uh, we had a chat about a few things and had some photos. It was quite good. So, uh, yes, uh, one of Australia's great exports and yes. um, whose memorabilia I have a fair bit of. And um, I won't bore you with my uh, Rolf Harris stories, but um, maybe another day in time. I, knew. I, just, I just knew that was coming. Do you want him back? Look, Rolf's out on parole at the moment, so, you know. I is mean, he? Well, well, I mean, so is OJ. I mean, OJ's getting out too. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, um, OJ. God, yeah, he's done all right, hasn't he? Well, he's done all right. <laughs> what, by getting out? <laughs> Only nine years, you know. Well, that's nine years for armed robbery. That's not nine years for... Um, I know. For killing the people. Yeah, absolutely. That's just because he had a crap solicitor at that time, you know. And the, unfortunately, the other one wasn't available from, from previous. Well, it's funny you say that. The other one, whose who's name was Johnny Cochran. Um, mm, that's I, right. At the 2000 Olympic Games, I went to the basketball you know, in yes. uh, in Sydney, and Johnny Cochran was sitting in the row in front of me. Yeah. And nobody knew who he was, and uh, me, right. being, me being the, uh, you know, uh, a memorabilia collector did. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't have a bloodstained knife that he could uh, sign for me. Um, I wish I had of, because God knows it'd be worth a few a few quid now. Two mark, lots of love, OJ. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Well, it 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 could say OJ was innocent. All the best, Johnny. Yes. Hey, I, actually, oh, actually, you you wouldn't have heard of this person. He's he's his Come. name is uh, Roger Rogerson. Sounds like something out of Star Wars, Roger Rogerson. No, right, Ro- okay. No, Roger Rogerson, and I'm uh, and I'm uh, perusing my uh, bookshelf at the moment. Roger Rogerson is what we would uh, call uh, a bent copper. Right. Okay. Now Roger was uh, had a show named after him called Blue Murder, which was actually banned in New South Wales because uh, there was a lot of things before the courts, and they didn't want to uh, prejudice the case, so they had to ban right. uh, ban uh, the show. Um. Anyway, Roger Roger was was a police officer and he served some time and um, all all of this kind of thing and um, anyway he he uh, he got out of jail so he had to make a uh, a living so we went on the road with one of our other uh, rogues out here called uh, Chopper Reed and uh, an ex- such great names Chopper Reed what's and- his real name. Arthur Smith. <laughs> no, no, his no, his real name was Mark Brandon Reed, um, right? But okay. he but he was called uh, Chopper Reed because when he was in uh, Risdon Prison in Tasmania, uh, yes. he wanted to commit to be committed as insane, so he he um, cut both of his ears ears off. So um, anyway, oh oh, chop chop, and uh, Roger. They had a show with a AFL footballer called uh, Mark Jacko Jackson, right? And he was called Lovely. Jacko. Nice and he, well, he actually made uh, an Energizer ad, um, and he was like the Energizer bunny. But, right, um, Duracell. Uh, Duracell, Energizer, one of those two. Yeah, other batteries are available. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had a show together, um, and I got uh, I got um, I got Roger to sign a few books for me. Um, yeah. and he he had one. I I'm I'm actually trying to find it. Um, because it's, I want to read you the inscription in it, um, right. but I can't actually lay my hands at, at the moment. Anyway, needless to say, um, I will find it for, for next time. So for next time. there was another book uh, written by another um, ex-copper 
who, for some mysterious reason, had to leave the police force and had to uh, make a living by writing books. So he wrote a book about Roger, and the and the and the book was called The Dodger, because his nickname was Roger the Dodger. Roger the Dodger. Rogerson. And um, I said to, I said to Roger, "Would you mind uh, Would you mind signing the book, please?" And he and he had a look at it, and he said, "And it's written by a bloke called Graham McNabb." And he said, "All right, that's written by him." So he 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 started to write in it, and it took him about three or four minutes to write the inscription. It wasn't just uh, "Hello, Mark. Thanks for coming. Uh, all the yeah. best, Roger." He actually wrote an ins- an, in- an inscription that um, if it was taken to court, uh, Mr. McNabb probably could have won a case for defamation because he wrote a lot of disparaging things about the author. He said he said words to the effect of "Don't believe everything you read. This is written by a blank blank ex copper," um, and he actually filled out the whole page. Good the God, the whole page. Um, wow! And he signed it. All the best, uh, Roger Rogerson. At the end of it, because at, at the end of the day, an ex copper's got to make a living somehow. So yeah, absolutely. Even, so even though it's not his book, uh, you, you, people still come to the show and pay him. Oh. One of the one of the um, and they had a they had a memorabilia auction at the, at the end of it, and uh, and uh, Chopper Reed was selling signed axes. <laughs> Framed. Yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They were uh, framed, so they were yes. framed, framed axes. Well, I he think, was framed, or the they well, were. no, I don't think he was framed at all. I think he was actually guilty of everything <laughs> and a little bit more that they actually never got him on. Um, so Poor the, old Chopper. So, well, Chopper's not with us anymore. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, so the framed uh, axes were selling for about six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. And Roger, there's a very famous photo of Roger Rogerson standing over a a, uh, a criminal called uh, Warren Lanfranchi in an alleyway in Sydney. And you can actually go to this alleyway now. It's called Dangar Place. Um, and there's a big X. People people have, have, uh, have, have I, I won't say paid homage, but, have, but, but people have kept up the memory. And every now and again, they keep, they keep spray painting the X of where it happened. So you can actually nice. go up Dengar <laughs> place. It's classy out here in Australia. So you can God, yeah. go to Dengar place and find, and you can have a photo right in the spot yeah. where Roger done the deed. So there's a there's a photo of Roger reenacting how he shot poor old uh, old Warren. And the thing about this is about 1982, by the way, and Roger's wearing a nice beige um, cardigan, right? And he's holding a, a sawn-off shotgun. So anyway, in the <laughs> In the memorabilia auction, uh, Roger was selling uh, framed photos of him doing the reenactment with the death certificate of Warren Lanfranchi, and they were going for about uh, four hundred and fifty dollars. So, um, if you if, if 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 you if you ever get the chance to uh, to have a look at uh, the show yeah. called Blue Murder. Yeah. On one of these totally legal torrent sites, I would absolutely. I, I would implore you to have a look. And there's actually a sequel coming out very, very soon, which is advertised at the moment, and it's called uh, Blue Murder Again, Killer Cop. <laughs> so, do you know what? That is just marketing, isn't it? You know, you've got the original, you've got your weapon, you've got everything taken into account, and by the way, here's the death certificate just to prove it. <laughs> 
Let's put a ring of confidence around it. Oh, you found it. I feel a box set coming on live and direct. Oh, there we go. Oh, I see. There you are. What, what a classy picture on the front of it. Fantastic. Signed, oh, signed, signed by Roger. Uh, yeah. So that's that's actually a slipcase. So me right. being the collector, I actually had to get the front of it signed as well. Yes. Yeah. And then when we open it up, uh, oh no, they're they're actually not signed. In I've got three three copies of this because they've all come right. out in uh, commemorative editions. Right. With uh, with uh, with um, CDs of extras. So um, I do actually have a few a, f- a few more of those. Uh, Quite, quite handy. So if 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 you're in the market handy. for a yeah. murder, um, or I'll just check the bargain basement buckets. Don't worry, because you know. we've got them in our local supermarkets. Just just in case they're in there at all. Yeah. For the UK or for the European market of DVDs. Actually, I'll, oh dear. I'll, I'll show you something else just just quickly. You know how we spoke about uh, House of Cards. Yes. And how we like House of Cards. Yeah. The original House of Cards. Ah, brilliant book. What a phenomenal book with Ian, uh, what's his face in it? Yeah, definitely. There's three, there's three books, House of Cards, The Final Cut, yes. and, to, and To Play yeah. the King. Yes. You, you would never believe who I got to sign House of Cards. You actually got him to sign it, the actor? I actually did. Wow. I can't remember what was his name. Ian something, Ian, is it? Ian Richardson. Ian Richard Richardson, yes. Ian Richardson. One of the That's great, right, because Miranda's his daughter. Great Shakespearean yeah. actors. Very good, a very good actor. Yes. Love it, absolutely. The voice, a bit like yourself. Indeed, yes, indeed. <laughs> it was very good because it was always that bit to camera. I couldn't possibly, he- couldn't possibly say. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Couldn't possibly comment. Absolutely, yes. from the top of the Houses of Parliament after someone's fallen off it. Yeah, great show, brilliant. I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's cracker. so that's Stop. been that's been my week, Steve. Oh, action action packed, jam packed action packed. Hey, so what's Sunday behold for you? Sunday is another game of uh, AFL football. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. now the reason I'm doing this AFL football is uh, for two reasons: money. Yes. Because I want to be like Chris Evans. Always, always, always a good reason. <laughs> and because I w- I want to get fit. No, that's that's actually a lie. AF- I would look. I would say that the Premier League football would be my my number one sport. Yeah. But Australian rules football would probably be uh, number three, and cricket would be yeah. uh, number two. But I'm yeah. not going to stand uh, out in a cricket field for six to eight hours um, a day umpiring. Um, I would rather There's nothing try. Nothing to umpire and, at the moment. Well, that's that's true enough. That's that's extremely true. And I haven't gone and booked my hotel yet because uh, it's a non-refundable deposit. Oh yes, like flights and all the rest of it. Don't. Yes, do, 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 do. yes, yes. So um, that that pay dispute uh, has actually deepened. So I'm not I'm not optimistic uh-uh. at all. Cricket Dear Australia right is really digging their um their their uh, heels in. So yeah. so our players might be coming over to play some county cricket or um. Or a bit more twenty twenty around the place. Yes, bit of twenty twenty bash. You know, it's, I think to be quite honest, I think it's brilliant for the Australian cricketers because actually they've now got a chance to catch up with their families, finish off all those little jobs that they've had around the house, which they haven't been able to do for quite some time. Um, and I think that just puts them in a better frame of mind. So when the pay dispute is sorted, they know they haven't got all this baggage sitting mm. there on their shoulder of stuff that they've got to do. So when they get out to the crease, they can just concentrate on the job in hand. Well, it's funny you say that, uh, Steve Smith, our uh, captain. Um, so he's he's doing a few little jobs around the house over in uh, Las Vegas. Well, your house? Oh, okay. <laughs> right, yes. No, 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 not 
No, not not my house. Um, I actually had Steve Waugh around uh, this week. Now he's not part right. of the pay dispute, but he he no, he signed a stump for me. So I'm trying to get some of these uh, cricketers around while um, while they got nothing on. Yeah. Uh, to try and um, try and help a brother out, so to speak. <laughs> Available soon on eBay. Well, <laughs> you can have first crack. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. $3.99. Please put in your offer now. <laughs> Bid now. Bing. Do you do you actually hold that Ooh. at the moment or is that us? Um, I think, it, I think I it's you. I think it's us yes. because we got it. We won it when we were over at yours and then we retained it when you came over here. Um, and it's back to yours, isn't it now? Because there was a very short, there was only like 18 months between an Ashes yes. series because of something. Yeah. It, was, it was a very short period of time. Yeah. It's a very short period of time, and I must admit, I do love the Ashes in Australia because I love getting up in the morning and then chucking Sky Sports on. I love, um, I love, I yeah. love uh, the Barmy Army when they um, when they come out. Now, the leader of the Barmy Army, and I don't remember his name, but he's the fellow that wears the the big white hat, the, the Union Jack top. Yeah, can't I can't remember his name. Now, no. I'm I'm a member of the SCG, which which means I'm yeah. in the uh, exalted. Posh bit. I'm in I'm in the posh bit. Yeah. Um, now he was actually allowed into the members, which uh, which was good because I had a picture with him. But uh, then, as soon as I had the picture, I said to security, "He needs to get out. Get out of here! Kick him out! Yeah. He, sh- he shouldn't be allowed in here because he's not a member." So I do I do try and pull my weight as far as that goes. It doesn't get me very far. <laughs> oh dear! The difference Brilliant. between yeah, the members in Australia and uh, and London is that we don't have to wear a tie. No. So that's that's. that's have you got ties over there? We do have ties over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. We don't wear them very one much. To go around your neck. I was going to say ones to go around your neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed to the old. Well, Chopper Reed. Yeah, Roger, Roger. Well, cho- well, cho- I think Chopper Reed used a few in his time for other things that, yes. that that weren't to do with uh, wearing suits. Supplemented his axe work. Well, it's actually <laughs> it's funny. I said to I said I said to Chop Chop I said uh, I said Would you mind if I had a photo, Mister Chop? And he said, Yep, fair enough. Um, and then I went to walk behind him, and his security stopped me, and he said, No one walks behind Chopper. <laughs> as, <laughs> and lives <laughs> as if as dot, if, dot, 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 dot. as if I was going to put a knife in him or something like that. Oh. Yes, yes. You'll have to Google uh, oh. Chopper Reed and Roger Rogerson. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, excellent. Very entertaining. So that's my oh. that's my week. That's my Sunday. Um, so, Steve, thank you for talking to me. Hey, listen, been brilliant. Pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And I'm now going to go off and um, try and, oh, yeah, appreciate the ears that I've got and go and look up Chopper. <laughs> Steve... <laughs> Atkins Linnell, we'll talk again. Hey, Mr. S, wonderful to speak. All the best. Have a cracking week ahead. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye. You've been listening to London Babylon. To make sure you don't miss an episode, please don't forget to subscribe. We'll be back next week, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.